This is Limit Up, the place where we explore markets, strategies, and trading psychology to take your trading to the next level. Hey, traders, this is Eddie Horn from Top Step, and this is Limit Up. This is where we talk with traders, market participants, and trading psychologists to help you improve your trading. Now, today I'm joined by John Hoagland, our senior performance coach and the host of the morning and afternoon market forecast. Hey, John, how you doing? I'm doing well, Eddie. How are you? I'm excited about this. Pretty good, pretty good, and uh, I'm excited about it also. Today, I'm talking with Ray Burchette, former CME floor trader and creator of the Intuitive Development Trading, and uh, we're going to be looking at the process of intuitive decisions. Yeah, there's so much coming at us, so many moving pieces, so much information coming at us in the world today, not just to mention in the marketplace. Finding a way to respond intuitively can really be vital in your success. You almost need a filter to just give you the most important indicators or information. You know, John, as a matter of fact, Ray does mention that it's a very important piece of the puzzle. Now, his golden rule, knowing what we want to do and why, it all comes with good knowledge of intuitive direction. You know, intuition all starts naturally from the day we take our first breath. And it's grown as we develop in the situational experiences. I completely understand and agree about how it is, how we can utilize the natural intuition for our daily life. And, and especially, you know, in our trading, what we're talking about here, I'm really looking forward to hearing what Ray has to say. Uh, let us wait no longer. This is my conversation with Ray Burchett. Creator of the Intuitive Development Training, over 30 years of trading and a trader development experience, co-founder of Accelerated Intelligence, LLC, founded Archimedes Partners to commercialize intuitive development training from 1983 to 2004, member of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, served as an S&P 500 PIT and PIT Oversight Committees, Technology Committee, Index Options Market Nominating Committee, which please welcome trader and educator, Ray Burchett. Hello, Ray. Eddie, thank you for having me. Now, Ray, share with us some of the core elements of a successful trader. When I came to trading, I thought I was really set to be successful. Uh, I had earned my CPA, so I had a good analytical foundation. I was working at Arthur Anderson and their small business audit and tax, uh, learning their best practices. And I just felt that I had the right mindset, plus competing as an athlete, that physicality of the pit, all of that was uh, very uh, appealing to me. And after 18 months, um, I almost walked away. Wasn't making, wasn't losing. Uh, getting to the exchange uh, when it opened at 7 and staying until the library closed and, you know, as much time on the floor in between. And I was ready to call it quits because I had my CPA. I knew I could get my teaching certificate. I was going to go and coach football and teach accounting. And uh, my dad said, hey, you're probably just looking at this the wrong way. And he was right. In other words, I didn't realize the need to speed up my decision-making process. Everything was focused on figuring out where and when price would move, the best place to enter. But the problem was I was so wrapped up in that thought process that I had neglected 
to do what was really most important, and that's speed up the behaviors that cause the brain to filter, process, and apply information most effectively. And I can talk about it in very precise terms now because, you know, basically I've been working on solving this problem since 1985, uh, but it was quite a journey. And so I am, uh, that's what I do. I, I show people why they're likely hung up and how to get past that by accelerating their decision-making so they can really succeed by staying ahead of price. Now, Ray, getting past it, I know all of us as traders want that super secret. We want that tip that's going to get us into the promised land. What would you say are the top three elements for a successful trader? Well, first is understanding the need to speed up the decision-making process. And second is really having a strategy that's going to position the retail trader at advantage over the behaviors of institutional high freak and fair value traders. And then the third is realizing that even when you put those first two pieces together, speeding up the decision-making process, having the strategy and the intelligence package to target it, you still need a significant period of daily reinforcement, guidance, direction to put it all into practical application. And my personal experience, not only of my own, but my clients, I always tell people you really want to give yourself six months to a year to learn and, you know, hopefully somewhere along the line you feel comfortable enough to actually start to put capital at risk. But I think that traders get seduced by the simplicity of the proposition. It's either going to go up or down, and I've got all this great technology to tell me when to buy or sell, and that actually represses their ability to develop the awareness and sensitivity that they really need to be effective. You know, I got to agree with you there, because it it seems like uh, some of us get lost with all our indicators and all our charts, and then the path to the actual target becomes very foggy and we're not seeing a true vision it's a different game but we are basically still uh, trying to sell high and buy low you're exactly right there's so many moving pieces and and, and so many more distractions and what i say to my clients the, the way to minimize the noise if you will and have that high awareness and sensitivity is a tangible understanding for our good work putting us in the best position to anticipate take advantage of opportunity And to sum that up, I call it the golden rule. Only trading when we're certain of market state, confident in strategy, committed to waiting for market alignment. In other words, we know what we want to do because of our strategy, why we want to do it. Uh, Again, the analytical work lays that out to reinforce the logic of the strategy and how we're going to do it. In other words, the, the specific triggers given the current trading conditions that are prioritized, they're going to take us into the market. And then we also understand the path that we're expecting price to follow to execute the trade. So that's the only thing that's in our head. We know the what, the why, and the how. That leaves all our energy available to develop awareness for when and where to enter the market and exit. And that's that high awareness and great sensitivity that I'm talking about. And when we get to that level, 
It's just like an athlete unconsciously, intuitively competing. And that is when we are most effective. Break that down. Intuitively competing. So intuitive function is the unconscious application of learned and developed skill, knowledge, and experience. It's our creativity and imagination tasking, integrating that skill, knowledge, and experience in a manner uh, that causes us to make the best decisions in the most timely fashion. Think of intuitive function of putting all the best of who you can be at your fingertips and releasing it in the blink of an eye. And I want to differentiate between intuitive function and instinctive behavior. Instinctive behavior is not learned and developed. It's coded into us. It's part of our DNA. It's behavior shared by a species necessary to its survival. And here's the most important thing to understand. Instinctive behavior is reactive behavior keeping us safe. So when we become frustrated, when we're trading, uh, when we become overwhelmed, we revert to instinctive, reactive behavior, and we lose our awareness that we need to stay ahead of price. So, so I understand exactly what you're talking about because I think we can all raise our hand and say, you know what, I've been in that situation more than one time, more than two times. It happens a lot where we're making decisions, not thinking, not looking ahead, and we're putting ourselves in a position where we don't want to be. Correct. And I, I appreciate you acknowledging that. And I just want to go back to intuitive function again, because this is the game changer. The driving is a great example, okay, because we all drive intuitively. Imagine being out on an interstate. I travel 80 east over to South Bend all the time. All my uh, daughters, all our daughters went to St. Mary's at South Bend. And, um, you know, as you're going on 80, over the Illinois-Indiana line east towards I-65, you get to five lanes, more trucks than cars. If you're going 70 miles an hour, you're going to be run over. So if we take a step back and understand that we actually begin experiencing the sensation of traveling in the car in our mother's womb, that deceleration, acceleration, left turn, right turn, that those gentle G-forces, and we come in and, you know, I mean, they didn't have car seats for us. But, uh, you know, you, you, you grow, you see over the back seat. Now you start, uh, or I should say the back of the front seat, you start developing that time-space relationship, how the car's operated. And so by the time you go for your license at 15, 16, you catch on pretty quick. And as long as you can drive from A to B, validate your ability to operate the car, then we begin to drive intuitively. So what happens when we're out on that interstate at a deep functional level, we're projecting a traffic pattern based on the rules of the road. And we have that in our head. And that is unconsciously controlling what we're doing at the functional level, what lane and how fast we're going to drive. And we're making all of these adjustments unconsciously while we're having a conversation, thinking about something, or listening to music. And then all of a sudden, boom, we make an adjustment, we avoid the accident. We get the adrenaline rushes. We start to comprehend what just happened. But at that deep foundational level, projecting that future expectation of a traffic pattern, we saw we weren't going to get the next piece. 
and that triggered the correction at the functional level, lane and speed, to avoid the accident. That is high intuitive function that we all experience. But again, we started developing that in the womb, really. So when we come to trading or when we come to sports, there's a, a development path. You know, there's absolutes, which are the rules of the road. In baseball, uh, there are what I call perfect fielding position from Doyle baseball, from the ready position through follow through. It's about 14 steps that create the highest probability that will field and throw the ball for an out. And it's repetition, better understanding how they all link together. And it's the little boys and girls that keep going deeper and deeper at that understanding that will play in the club team. The ones that go deeper will play in high school. The ones that go deeper will get drafted. The ones that go deeper will end up in the starting lineup. The ones that go deeper become champions and all-stars. The ones that go deeper end up in the Hall of Fame. Those absolutes didn't change. It's just that they took every opportunity when they had a breakdown, instead of getting angry or playing the victim or blame, they said, hey, I'm missing something here. And they worked to see the disconnect and repair it. And so every time there was a disconnect, there was another opportunity to get another nugget, connect another dot, have another aha moment, become that much more consistent, that much more intuitive, that much better awareness to anticipate and outperform for their competitive opportunities. And so intuitive function is proactive behavior that keeps decisions ahead of price. And what's really happening is that intuitive function is a product of rational perspectives that form reasonable expectations. And think of reasonable expectations as a future vision. And the greater awareness we have, the more those reasonable expectations are aligned with real-time events. So as we see those expectations play out with the market, they actually appear like they're in slow motion. We see them in high definition while everyone else is viewing the market in black and white. And because we see them in such great detail, we're making precise and the most timely adjustments and that's what's really guaranteeing the outcomes, securing the outcomes that we desire. Think about an athlete when they're interviewed after a great game. They'll talk about how things appeared in slow motion. And it's because their expectations were so closely aligned with real-time events, they saw things that much more clear than anyone else on the field. You know, at, at the professional level, Everyone has the necessary balance of size, strength, speed, skill, and smarts. The ultimate differentiator is the athlete that competes at the highest intuitive level to see and do before others. And just consider Gretzky, Aaron, Jordan, Montana, now Brady, if you will. None of them could physically dominate, even Jordan. Why they were the greatest of all time is because they just consistently achieved a higher intuitive state to better anticipate and take advantage of competitive opportunity. And so there's specific beliefs and behaviors that we can assimilate and strengthen that is dramatically going to increase the probability that we'll achieve those higher intuitive states, that great awareness and sensitivity to outperform to get to the outcomes we desire. Right. Looking for those outcomes at the highest level. Now, trading 
and sports, we can uh, talk about those hand in hand because there's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows uh, in both careers. Uh, the question is, can you get yourself out of the lowest of lows? And when you're on the highest of highs, uh, can you continue or can you try to establish yourself at that level? As Ray is talking about, you have to have a lot of patience. You have to have a lot of thinking ahead, uh, planning out. And if you don't have these, uh, the intuition is, is not going to be there. It's not going to be a successful uh, career to follow what you're talking about. Well, let's understand where patience comes from. You have to have energy to, to be patient. And that energy comes from trust. And the more we understand, the more tangible uh, sense we have for how our process is putting us in the best place to compete, the more energy we're going to have, the more patience we're going to have. And anyone that's been around trading for any period of time, the things that they will consistently be frustrated by is not having the patience to wait for the market to align with their strategy. And instead of waiting, they get involved and take trades in between. They make some, they lose some. More often than not, they're down a little bit. And by the time the opportunity that they knew was going to be really good comes along, they're happy to get back to even. Instead of waiting for it, having a winning position, and then adding to it, which is what successful traders do. And so the successful trader, because of their process, a tangible understanding of how they're accepting and holding themselves accountable to absolutes, if you will, that put themselves in the best position for success, is giving them the energy to wait, that patience to wait, and it's also giving them that trust, that conviction to execute as intended. And traders get in trouble, aspiring traders, because they keep trying to put the cart ahead of the horse. They don't give themselves enough time to go deep enough and then to observe and validate to, which builds the trust that is going to get them to, to that place to wait and consistently execute. Now, Ray, uh, success in trading. Now, there's a conglomerate of many basic guidelines to follow. Now, what would you tell students of yours if they asked, how can we stay on the correct path? Well, again, there's three parts to it, okay? The first part, let's just call it the, the foundational beliefs and behaviors that cause the brain to filter, process, and apply information most effectively. And learning how to develop and support high intuitive function takes care of that first part. That's what I call basic training. The next part is the functional piece, and that is strategy and then putting together the intelligence package that supports that strategy. And then the third part again, is having that daily guidance and reinforcement to put it into practical application. And so those are the, the three pieces, and traders get lost so many different ways along the path. There's a temptation uh, to sim trade without having that foundational strategy and, and understanding the intelligence package supporting it. Don't get me wrong. Sim trading plays a vital, vital role in building confidence and validation, but we have to take the time to put the foundation in place. When we do, we're not going to develop those bad habits that take so long to remove and reprogram. 
Ray, why do you believe intuition plays such a big role in trading? Well, when we're functioning at a high intuitive level, again, it's the unconscious application of creativity and imagination, integrating skill, knowledge, and experience. It's creating that future vision that's most likely to be closely aligned with real-time events. And it's not just trading, it's athletic endeavors, uh, the, the intelligence community, elite military, uh, law enforcement, uh, elite professionals. And again, high IQ and quality education are helpful, but they're not necessary. All that's really necessary is developing these foundational behaviors to give us great clarity that we're doing what we can control. And that keeps us calm and focused. We're not wasting energy. In other words, it is those foundational beliefs and behaviors that keep leading us to the work that matters most and preparing us to do it best. So anxiety's down, energy's high, our behavior's consistent. And it's that consistent behavior that keeps giving us the feedback we need to get to the next level. And when traders break down, it's because they didn't wait and they didn't consistently execute. So it's just going back to that place, those beliefs and behaviors, and they should be on the tip of every trader's tongue, but they're not. If they were, then they would have a lot more success. Now, Ray, you say sometimes they're not. And of course, that's part of progressing is learning from your failures and uh, using those as learning tools. As you mentioned, what you're talking about is the positive way for a trade day to be. If you follow these certain rules that you're, you're applying to your trade day, let's say I start my trade day off and I'm following all these rules and I'm digging myself a hole. First trade of the day, losing trade. Second trade of the day, losing trade. Third trade, um, scratch. And I'm not really feeling it. I've got no confidence, all right? Confidence is out the window. I start falling off the path. Ray, what would you suggest to a trader to get back on the correct path? Well, let, let's just back up a bit and let be a little bit more proactive, pre, preventative, if you will. And that's where the golden rule comes in. In addition to those foundational behaviors, there is a, a, a process that I teach and I certainly encourage and reinforce my clients to follow. And it begins with an evening chart book that they get from me. And it's kind of a template that they can learn to build out over time. But that helps them to reconnect if they got off the path during the trading day. And if they had a good day, it just reinforces their good decisions, accelerates their development. But in either case, they don't have that anxiety and stress and go to bed and get a good night's sleep. They come in in the morning. We do a daily briefing. It's about a half hour. And there's two components. There's a, a, a fundamental briefing and then the, the technical. And so when that trading day starts, they can say they've met the golden rule. In other words, they're not going to be surprised by economic releases. They're not going to be surprised by earnings or a Fed announcement. And then they know what they're looking for, what their triggers are on the technical side. So they can have that tangible understanding. They've met that golden rule. They know what they want to do, why they want to do it, how they're going to do it. So when they go to trade, they're just looking for the triggers for the strategy. 
and that trigger comes, they take the trade. They're trading with a bracket tool. If they get stopped out or if they have sensitivity that things have changed, they can get out ahead of their stop or it's going their way. And now they're adding to the position. And what I get in their mindset is, look, judge performance by making good decisions, not the P&L, okay? Trading is very uh, erratic as far as the market's unpredictable. And we can get everything we want and end up with a losing trade or a losing day. But the point is, staying in this process, it's going to minimize the frequency and severity of loss, maximize profit. And so when we learn how to just focus on making good decisions, we're not on that emotional roller coaster that's created by measuring ourselves based on the P&L. We just want to measure based on good decisions. I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to try the best I can to follow the guidelines. I fall off track. It's going to happen. I experienced it last week. This morning, uh, I caught myself on a trade, took the loss, moved on. I, I had my one and done. You know, Like I mentioned, we're only human. Let me put it this way. A new trader falling off the horse. All right. Somebody falling off the horse. Knowing there are the fundamentals that they needed to follow. But of course, you know, even the seasoned trader has this mistake. Sometimes greed comes in. Ego comes in. What would you say to a trader? Well, my middle brother, Mark, said it best. Give yourself a break. And one of the things that you learn in the first part of uh, the intuitive development training, the basic training, is that intuitive development is all about taking every opportunity to go to a deeper place of understanding from what we believe we already know. There's the old saying, the wiser man becomes, the more he knows that he doesn't know. So we are going to have losing trades and losing days. It is unavoidable. It goes with the territory. So the key is to be able to step back and understand what did I miss? What can I better understand? And so put that energy into developing greater awareness instead of beating ourselves up or playing the victim. Everything that happens is going to be familiar to us. In other words, we can relate what happened to something else, a prior trade, prior trading day, or maybe an experience away from trading where we have that complex that someone's messing with us or that we're not good enough or this, that, or the other. And we have to just put all that away and say, hey, look, what's my opportunity to take away from this and learn? And if I can't see something, I need to stop trading. I need to take a walk, take rest of the day off, because there's always something there that's going to lead us to a gap that we have to fill. And we know the process to fill it. It's this intuitive development process that really allows us to step through to to see that opportunity to get a little bit better and then, again, become more consistent in our behavior and keep improving the probability for success. And so, yes, to your point, we're human. We, we get angry, but we've got to recognize that as saying, you know what, I'm not falling for that trap because that's not what a professional does. A professional says, you know what, I missed something. I got to stop. I got to take a breath 
and I may have to dig for five minutes or 10 minutes and I may not see it. I might have to say, well, I don't see it yet. I'm going to go walk away. I'm going to come back and I may not see it until I wake up the next morning. Right. But something is there and we have to understand, we have to have that level of commitment to be able to step back and say, you know, there's a nugget there that's going to let me connect the dots, have that aha moment, and it's going to get me over the hump, get me to that next step. Getting over the hump, taking that step forward. I think that's something very smart that we all need to remember. To keep the career striving, to keep the career longevity, uh, to keep you into trading. Now, Ray, as we progress, just trading is such a huge challenge. What do you think is the biggest challenge aspiring traders need to meet? Well, again, it goes back to recognizing that need to speed up their decision-making process. And then the next is really understanding who they're competing in the market. There's obviously the other retail traders, but then there's the institutional, the high freak, the fair value, and really understanding their behavior, their strengths and weaknesses, and then your behaviors and limitations as a retail trader, and then matching up your strengths against their weaknesses, and they do have them. And then that's what gives us the strategy that's going to give us the best chance to compete in the market. And then the next step after that is understanding how to build out the intelligence package supporting that strategy. And that's where a lot of the proprietary stuff comes in. Um, and so that just takes time. That's why we look for educators, you know, help us to accelerate that process, not get lost in the analytical jungle. Um, and then again, the final step is the daily reinforcement and guidance, putting it into practical application. All right. Now, Ray, talking about electronic trading, where we can't see the guy across the pit, where we can't get an indication or see an order coming in. How do we position ourselves with electronic trading? I don't want to say to have an edge, but to have ourselves well prepared. Well, we have to work with what we have. In the pit, you know, we knew where the big order flow came from. We knew who the active traders were, had a good idea for what they were doing. None of that is available on the screen. I mean, we can see the book and there's services that'll show you 50 lot, 100 lot, things like that. But when we have a strategy that is going to give us an advantage, now we look for the triggers that validate that strategy being in play. And that becomes the focus point. So that's the best information we have to work with on the screen is the triggers that come out of the intelligence package that target our strategy. and. Over time, we develop greater sensitivity. You know, there's a broad spectrum of trading conditions, and we will have different uh, triggers in our quiver, if you will, that we can pull out based on trading conditions. And so, again, that's where the focus becomes. And over time, we look for the tells for which trigger to pull out of our quiver and, and load up and what we're looking for. Um, and again, we're going to have losing trades. We're going to have losing days. But when we can have these behaviors that really reinforce 
good decision-making, in other words, getting us to that high awareness and great sensitivity, we dramatically decrease the frequency and severity of losing and increase our profitability. Now, as we develop as traders, the wins, the losses, the mistakes, um, getting lucky on a trade, this all comes into full circle with proper development. How long do you think a trader should plan for development? I always tell folks to think to treat trading like any other profession. And so that means if you're working and have the time aside from your work to learn about trading, then you know plan a couple hours a day initially. If you're recently retired or maybe been successful um, and really want to dedicate yourself to learning how to trade, uh, I tell my, I have clients that have recently retired, retired early. They want to keep their mind active, retask their accumulated skill, knowledge, and experience. I say, hey, look, plan for about an hour and a half each morning, and then uh, about two hours uh, some other point in the day. It doesn't have to be congruent, but you can start out with about three and a half hours a day, five days a week. Uh, if you're really serious, that'll create a, a, enough awareness that you have a reasonable expectation of beginning to trade uh, your own account within a year and certainly sim trading before then. And the other thing that I tell people, everyone brings their own unique experience and support environment, resources, motivations. Um, so it's going to be different for everybody. There's not, you can never say to someone, yeah, it takes everyone three months. It's just every one of us is different. Right. You mentioned sim trading. What do you think about simulated trading? What's your thoughts? It is absolutely necessary. But if I had my way, I'd put big yellow tape around every computer that had sim trading software on it. Say, hey, look, this is here for you. It's going to be here when you're ready. But don't break the tape until you know what your strategy is. You know the intelligence package that's going to target that strategy. And you have a basic understanding of the triggers that you have to choose from based on trading conditions. And when you have that, and obviously the foundation below there are the behaviors that cause the brain to filter, process, and apply information most effectively. But if you have those two pieces in place and then begin sim trading, and again, only a one lot because all we're doing is validating good decision making. If you can do those things, you are going to be successful. In other words, you won't be developing bad habits. You'll come to sim trading knowing what, why, and how, have real good understanding for the golden rule. You will be focused, and you are much more likely to have that energy to patiently wait and that conviction to consistently execute, validate your ability to make good decisions, and then you will progress quickly from there. Progressing. This is what we all want to do. We, we want to be that successful trader, and we want to do it as quick as we possibly can. How about some advice? Just straight-up advice you have for aspiring traders. Plan for the time to learn 
get the guidance and reinforcement, practical application, it will save you lots of frustration and protect you from embedding bad behaviors that are incredibly difficult to get rid of. Now let's talk about prevention of failing. Right. And that comes back to the golden rule. Only trading when we're certain a state, confident in strategy, committed to waiting for market alignment, knowing what we want to do, why we want to do it, how we're going to do it, making all our energy available to develop awareness for when to enter and exit. There's no uh, distraction, no little voice questioning what we're doing. We're just watching the ball and playing the game. And that's why Gretzky, Aaron Jordan, Montana, they just were watching the ball and playing the game. And and they were just able to achieve higher levels of awareness uh, because they understood what the the differentiator was. For example, Gretzky, you know hockey. Hockey is all about anticipating the open ice. Get to the open ice, you're going to have more opportunity with the puck on your stick. And that's what Gretzky was really good at. Anticipating the open ice, he ended up with more opportunities. Not only was he anticipating the open ice for himself to get the puck initially, he was also anticipating it for his teammates on the rush and getting the puck to them. So it's all thinking ahead, understanding what is required for success, and then looking at your own ability, making sure you've filled the gap so you can meet that standard. Anticipation. Now, I know when I drive on the highway, I anticipate. I'm not always watching the bumper in front of me. I'm watching a good 100 yards ahead of me to make sure that if something does happen, it's not a last-second decision. It's giving me some more time to make a decision. So setting yourself up for the right opportunity, uh, looking out for yourself, giving yourself more time, I think this all comes full circle. Once again, I want to thank you for being here with us. Um, Awesome share of knowledge. Uh, an awesome view of what success in trading is about. And I, I, I do believe that a lot of traders listening are, are going to be writing this down and listening to this podcast more than one time. How can one contact you online? My website is trust1st.com. So if you go there, you can get a lot more information. There is a, a banner on the homepage. It says store and sign in. You can just click on that. And you can see all the products. And the program I encourage everyone to start with is the basic training. And please get a pen, write this down. I'm going to give you a code. You will not find it anywhere. In capital letters, it is T S T E P. And then 500. And you can use that coupon code for basic training. That's a $500 coupon code. It'll reduce the cost of basic training from $697 to $197. So that's trust, T R U S T, the number one ST.com, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Ray, it's been a pleasure to have you with us here and uh, to share your knowledge. Eddie, thank you so much uh, for having me. Certainly miss our interactions together. Hopefully we can uh, start doing this a little bit more often. Always enjoy the opportunity. And I just want to thank everyone for making the time to listen. All right. Check it out. Trustfirst.com. Ray, have a great day. Once again, thank you very much. Eddie, you too. And we are back. 
one thing I love about Ray is that he teaches a method in the realm of reality. Now, it's up to us how far we want to take the perceptive intuition. It's about having ideas played out, figured out, before the situation arrives. Now, the ultimate in being ready to react in the moment and not think on the moment. It does. It makes perfect sense. You know, we all need to be better decision makers and really sure in what we're doing before we try and do it. I'm drawn to how he talks about uh, building trust for oneself and uh, achieving that higher intuitive state. This needs to be present. I mean, through everything, um, especially with traders here. You gotta have this while executing a trade. I really can relate to his discussion on what makes an okay trader into a good trader and then that good trader into an excellent trader. Now, there's a lot of work to be done. We all understand that. And there is the process to follow. And that's one thing he, uh, and that's one thing he highlights. Process, process, process. And it all makes perfect sense when you compare it to some of the best professionals in sports and what got them to that level. The trust, the the ability to trust in their intuitions as they develop them, a deeper, deeper level of understanding of why they're actually there. Not, not superheroes, just right. humans with better awareness, and we can all relate to that. I agree. I agree. Now, yeah, Ray stresses about having the educator's help, which... Uh, gives ourselves the best chance successfully learning in the markets. Now, there is many of us that do get lost in the analytical jungle and uh, not realizing it until it's too late. It's all about the process of making good decisions. Well, I've known Ray for a long time. I've been a, uh, a, a listener of Ray's information for quite a long time, and I still took notes and I'm bookmarking this podcast to keep it handy for future use. Thanks for spending time with us. And if you enjoyed this interview, please feel free to leave us a rating or review. It helps us reach new traders. Trade well, and we'll see you next time. John, take care, my friend. Thanks, Eddie. Take care of yourself and everybody. Trade well. Editing and post-production of this episode was done by Dante32. Futures and Forex trading contains substantial risk and is not for every investor. An investor could potentially lose all or more than their initial investment. Risk capital is money that can be lost without jeopardizing one's financial security or lifestyle. Only risk capital should be used for trading, and only those with sufficient risk capital should consider trading. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results.